Well, good evening, everybody. A little bit late today. Apologize. Tyler's here, though. Hello, Tyler. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Justin's here. How you doing, Justin? Doing good. Doing good. I had to, uh, had to pick up my kid from ballet today because normal schedule is off this weekend as the wife has a big event going on at the El Paso Coliseum. It is uh, like a dance competition, and she has her own business, uh, Sun City Performing Arts Physical Therapy, and she's out there with a booth promoting her business gal palling it up with some of the folks out there I guess you know what I mean we should hold gladiator fights at the Coliseum I know right we were just thinking that when we went and set up last night and it's like man this Coliseum if they were to put a little shine on this thing it could be kind of cool but it's just it's so run down and it's just beat up and ugh. twitchy twist I appreciate the uh the sub there for hey seven months look at you so, yeah, so if you guys could, anybody who is on here, it'd be great if you were able to uh, go like the wife's uh, Instagram page. That'd be much appreciated. Give her some likes and some shares over there. It's Sun City Performing Arts Physical Therapy. She's got that going on, which is nice. And uh, make sure you guys check out Original Gamer Life as well. Oh, Duffy, what's up, buddy? We're now on Facebook. As well as Twitch. So, Mr. Duffy. Oh, man, we got to start planning that trip in October, my man. We're going to go hit up some Disneyland and Halloween Horror Nights this October. It's going to be fan-damn-tastic. Give you a quick rundown here of the stuff we have coming up on the show. We're going to talk about what is the must-see show for every streaming service. Because we talk about how the streaming services will get a lot of people in with some of their key shows... But then keeping them there, Tyler's the perfect example. He'll get Disney Plus for a month and then like binge everything and then bail. Right, Tyler? Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to talk about what are the must-see shows for every streaming service because we just had the announcement today for Stranger Things the next season. That's going to be coming up in entertainment news as well. Oh, and uh, Barry for HBO. We got the season premiere for Barry. We got that date today coming up in gaming news ea is trying to blame halo for battlefield being terrible there's even a refund petition that's starting to collect signatures at this point modern warfare 2 officially confirmed if you have the wii u or 3ds uh, you're going to want to start downloading your digital games now because that shop is about to close down there was some rare sealed Nintendo and Sega games discovered in Nebraska. And uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, that expansion, just dropped earlier this week, and it is not being very well received. Tyler and I were going to play it right when it came out, but, man, we got sucked into It Takes Two. And if nobody here has checked out It Takes Two, go to yesterday's channel or yesterday's stream on my Twitch channel because that game is awesome. It is amazing. Uh, coming up in entertainment news, Stranger Things uh, Season 4, like I said, we've got the update on that. It's actually going to be split into kind of two parts. We have an update on John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender for the Futurama re uh, revival. And essentially, he's saying that 
He wants everybody to be paid more. We'll get into that. Barry Season 3 update. We have that. And Carl Weathers. He's going to be directing another episode of The Mandalorian. Coming up in sports, we'll talk about the Super Bowl ratings. Those things are finally in. And then we also have an Olympic medal update and some shocking things happening in the world of hockey. Things not going so well for the United States team. I know Tyler's going to be excited about this. We do have the quiz show, so make sure you're paying attention during all of the news segments because we'll have a quiz. It's going to it's going to encompass not only tonight's stream, but also the stream from Monday as well. And it's multiple choice, so even if you weren't tuned in on Monday, it's fine. You still have a shot at, at answering some of the questions. We're also going to get to five fast questions as well. That's where Tyler uh, rattles off five random questions to me. And it's something that I, I saw interesting today. I was just kind of farting around on Wikipedia. And I found out that it was on uh, February 25th, 1990, that a smoking ban took effect on all domestic U.S. flights less than six hours. So that's how recently you could still smoke on planes. I even had it to where I was... Uh, I still remember being on planes as a kid and he had the little ashtrays in there. Tyler, did you ever fly back then? Do you remember that? No, I did not. Alright, well I did, but I was too young to remember. Is it glitching for you there? Yeah, it, it might just be me though, I don't know. Uh, Twitchy says it's slightly glitchy, but it's good now. I wonder if it was just, um, took a little bit for it to get going here with the uh, um, the Facebook as well, because we're on Twitch and Facebook right now. I'm going to start doing this. We're going to see if we can't uh, See if we can't grow this audience a little bit. So kicking things off again, I'll just uh, kind of remind you guys that um, if you could head on over to Instagram. I think Twitchy put it in uh, the link in the chat there. But if you're on Facebook, you're not going to be able to, to click the link. But if you go to Instagram and search Sun City Performing Arts Physical Therapy, that's my wife's company. She's out tonight and I've, quite frankly throughout the entire weekend. So you know what that means, Tyler. So my wife, she's gone at this event all weekend. You know what that means, oh. right? We're going to play games all weekend long? I'm going to try. We're going to see. We're going to see what we can do. I know for a fact tomorrow we're still going to power through some more of uh, It Takes Two. How many? It said it right before. How many hours in are we on that game? Is it eight? I Something like that? I thought I, I saw check. it at the beginning uh, when we were playing yesterday, and then I tried to do the math in my head. It was around eight hours that we have it on that thing. And that game is just so freaking amazing. It was the 2021 game of the year. And every minute Tyler and I play that, we're like, yeah, yeah. We, we see exactly why this thing was the 2021 game of the year. This thing is amazing. So I have 6.6 .6 hours on Steam of playtime. Okay. We can't be close to it being done yet, right? No, I don't think so, man. There's just the way that they are still bickering. I think we're still at the beginning. Yeah. So if you don't know what the the storyline is, essentially it's this married couple, and the opening cutscene is them fighting. Their daughter's up in like a bedroom window, hearing everything that's going on, and they're arguing about how they basically hate each other and they're going to get a divorce. Well, some magic happens. And they end up being shrunk down into these two little dolls that the daughter had made of them. And that's what you play as. And it's just, 
We sucked the eyeballs off of a vacuum. We had a toolbox throwing stuff at us. Um, we fought a giant inflatable octopus yesterday. Gosh, what am I missing here? Oh, oh my God. Fought a squirrel on top of a, uh, the plane, uh, the wings of a plane. Seriously, this game is amazing. It, like, go back to yesterday's stream when you get a chance. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but just go check it out because, man, it was. It's the the just the graphics are amazing. The the visuals are amazing. The sound is amazing. The gameplay is amazing. The storyline is amazing. We could easily see how this was the 2021 game of the year, and I just looked it up, and it says here that it's a, it takes about 12 hours. To complete so we're about halfway done oh man i kind of just want to you know what let's not play it tomorrow let's just spend like six hours on on saturday but i don't want to do that because i want it like i want to i want to play it yeah see west coast chanel said i can highly recommend yesterday's stream so fun i'm telling you man that thing was amazing oh what else we got here Oh, snap. We have a uh, the original Gamer Life Twitch channel as well. If you guys would be so kind as to go follow that, if you could. It's OGL. Now, see, this is I tried to keep the handle along with all the other ones. If you look up original Gamer Life, it should pop up. But if you guys could go like that channel as well, we're going to get more streams going on. If Tyler will finally get off his butt and get his stream going, we could do that. You can do that, Tyler? I, some point, yes. <laughs> Need some initial investment here. It's going to be, you know, kind of a central hub. You know, it'll be simulcasting my streams and some other some other streamers as well. And I was going to ask a lot of people here in the Twitch stream, what are some other streamers that you watch? Like, who would you recommend? Because I want to get the names of some so I can go kind of check out, see what they're doing. And and um, we'll go from there. Tyler, I'm not Angry Joe. God, what is your obsession with Angry Joe? Dude, it's hilarious. And why don't you just say it? You're here. You're like, you can talk. I don't want to interrupt you, man. Oh, for crying out loud. Justin, you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Man. I've just been listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And we got, oh, can't believe I didn't start immediately with all of this stuff. You, you want to so get it. You got to get right into it, don't you? Oh, so Justin made some really bold predictions this past um, for the Super Bowl. And his claim last week, he said he believed that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to score a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown. Well, I got to tell you, when OBJ scored that first touchdown, I was like, oh, snap. So I immediately texted Justin. I'm like, there's one. There's one. And then you know, unfortunately, the part about that is, is that I was streaming it, so I was slightly behind. <laughs> and so I got your text, and I went, I knew it! And then I... <laughs> Yeah, that's one, of, that's one of the difficult parts of uh, of streaming compared to other things is there can be a bit of a lag, so you have to time it. Otherwise, you're going to be ruining everything for everybody. I was so happy to see that update, though. I, I almost <laughs> gave myself a brain aneurysm. I, my eyes popped out of my head when I saw that. And then later in the game, when I saw the, the throwing pass from Cooper Cup and I texted you, yep. that, that, was, that was it right there, man. That, that would have been... That would have been it. Unfortunately, you know, Odell Beckham went down with a torn ACL. And uh, so he wasn't able to, to complete the trifecta. But he was well on pace, man. He was kind of the guy in the receiving game early on in that Super Bowl. And 
with that Cooper cut with that, that the other pass that they had, it's like, man, you know that they probably had that designed originally for OBJ. Because he's yeah, thrown he's I thrown think, before, man. Yeah, and I think they ran it because at the time they were kind of getting stale on offense where they weren't really doing anything. They're trying to spark something. So I definitely agree that I think that was for OBJ. And like you said, he was going off prior to injury and I was uh, I was like I was feeling really good about my about my about my pick for Super Bowl MVP there <laughs> yeah that was man and Justin even said he goes I got a feeling it's going to get to a point where they're going to need to switch it up a little bit they're going to try to find a spark for the offense and they ultimately ended up kind of doing that and it just it was unfortunate that OBJ wasn't in the game then the other prediction that Justin had made was that McPherson the kicker for the Bengals was going to miss a field goal and lose the game for the Bengals at the end. And man, when they were at the 50 yard line and they were getting, and they were driving, I was like, Oh my God, we were going to miss out on the OBJ one just because he got hurt, but we could get this McPherson kick. And if he misses it, Justin was right on point. Oh, and what we were saying too, is we have a daily donation goal here on the stream. So if you look right below me, we got uh, five bucks right now. We're looking for, uh, 25 total, and we were going to take the donations, and we were going to Vegas and, because, obviously, if Justin's <laughs> able to predict that, um, he's able to win anything. And we were going to put some money down, and we were going to try to get – was it – what was the number we were looking for? Was it $20 billion? Just enough to purchase Halo, I think, or something. No, it was – uh, the the, yeah, it was Lord of the Rings. It was the, it was the rights the to the Lord of the Rings video game franchise. We were going to do that, but unfortunately – it didn't really come to fruition for us, but it was still a, it was still a great Super Bowl. That halftime show I thought was amazing. We're going to get to more of those numbers with the Super Bowl here coming up in a little bit. But let's kick things off with our first discussion topic. What are the must-see shows for every streaming service? And I thought about this. Originally, I was going to make it so that it has to be a show that's that's currently running. It hasn't ended. But there's a lot of shows that come back. Like, look at Dexter. Um, Arrested Development, that's another one that came back. Um, so I think it's just really anything that's ex exclusive or an original from that streaming service. I guess it has to be an original because I think you can catch Seinfeld really only on Netflix, but it's still on TBS all the damn time. So for we'll start with Netflix. Tyler, what is your one show that you think every like that would be the go-to show? I think I know what it is. Uh, so I think the Stranger Things is only on Netflix, right? It is. Um, and Ozark as well. I think those two are probably must see. Wow, you didn't Where go we? with the one I thought you were gonna go with. Yeah, you're thinking The Witcher, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, season two, it was good, but I don't think that's it's must see. Interesting. Yeah, because I have on my list here, I've got four. It's Stranger Things, Ozark, Squid Game, and The Witcher. I think Stranger Things, for me, that is the one go-to when it comes to Netflix. Um, oh, and there's one streaming service I didn't even count on here because Alberto, he's over in the Facebook chat, mentions Yellowstone. Isn't that Paramount Plus? Am I right on that or wrong on that? Because I hear that show all the stinking time, man. I have so many people tell me that you need to watch Yellowstone. What's it available? Because I, I, I believe that the, yeah, Paramount. Oh, it's on the Paramount Network. So I guess if you have the network, it counts. Oh, and see, Alberto says you can also catch it on Hulu. So so that one, 
doesn't technically count because there's lots of different ways that you can watch it. Um, I'm really thinking more or less for shows that are exclusive. Like Stranger Things, you only get on Netflix. Ozark, you only get on Netflix. Um, Justin, for you, Netflix, what it's like the one go-to show you have to watch. Uh, I'm going to go with Daredevil. Uh, I know it's a Marvel property, but it's only on Netflix, and it's being removed, actually. But I think, it, I think it's the best superhero adaptation to, to screen on anything that includes the movies because it combines like yeah it's a superhero show but it also combines an aspect of realism to it so it doesn't feel like it's like all these guys fighting with like un- these unrealistic powers it feels like a real real story and i mean i think the last scene the last fight scene in season three is the greatest superhero thing ever you'll ever see on on tv it's interesting you bring that up because daredevil was the whole reason i got netflix back in 2014 it was I, I, the show had been around for a few months, and I just kept seeing everybody posting on social media about how amazing Daredevil is. So I was like, "Screw it, let me see what I let me see what they got here." That was the whole reason I ended up getting Netflix. It was Daredevil, and like Justin said, it's leaving at the end of this month. But if you have seen um, Hawkeye or Spider Man: No Way Home, you know that they those are now canon. Those shows are well within the MCU, which you kind of knew before, because even in those shows, they would talk about the attack on New York and they would talk about these other things that happened in the movies. So you knew that they were there. It was just because it's such a different tone shift because Daredevil and Punisher and all those shows are so much darker than the MCU. Yeah, it's it's and it's much more. I'm saying much more grounded in reality, but. They're still superhero movies. I mean, there's not that much reality that can really or, uh, really be there. Um, did you see Spider-Man No Way Home, Justin? <laughs> I've seen it six times in theaters. And a kid! Ah, see? Every, sing- every day. I like Justin a little bit more and a little bit more. <laughs> I saw it opening weekend, and my wife and I kept talking about how we wanted to see it multiple times in the theater, but unfortunately, you know... When you're as old as we are, you don't really have that kind of time. So I'm, I, that's going to be a buy, though. That's going to be a movie that I'm going to buy. So did you uh, did you get a little giddy there when um, Daredevil popped up in No oh, Way Home? I was, it was me and my friend because I made her watch Daredevil prior because I, th- I heard the rumors. And we were the only ones who knew who he was in the theater because so many people didn't get that <laughs> reference. And so it's in a giant pack theater on opening night. You hear me go, Oh my God! And nobody else has. And nobody else is reacting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My wife and I, um, she really like. Obviously, when Andrew Garfield and and Tobey Maguire showed up, I had to tell her who who Daredevil was. Um, but when after we watched that movie, we came back and we ended up uh, going jumping on YouTube just so we could watch the crowd reactions to certain aspects of that movie. Um, and that's the thing, man. If you if you're really into the MCU, you, you got to see it opening night with a crowd that's willing to get into it. Not so much over the top that you can't hear the movie, but a crowd that might applaud or cheer. And like those are the times where it's just those those are the best moments. Those are the ones that I love. I remember seeing Endgame in the theater and the moments of Thor. He's talking about how you know this is a trap and. Uh, uh, Tony Stark says, yeah, don't really care. And he goes, good, let's kill him properly this time. And all of a sudden, he sticks both of his hands out, and one hand gets Stormbreaker, and the other hand gets Mjolnir. And he's just all completely just completely done up at that point. Or when uh, Captain America lifts Mjolnir, and he blasts Thanos in the face, crowd erupts. Really? 
Like those chills. are like oh, those are the best moments. But that was also one of the cool things when I was working on the morning show is that I wouldn't necessarily have to go see it that night, but you could also go see it the Friday it comes out at like noon and you're not missing work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, except I have TikTok, and I get spoilers for everything on TikTok, so I got to see it opening. Yeah, see, and that's why I jump off social media for a little bit there until I do it. And we always had a rule. If it was a movie on the morning show, we wouldn't talk about spoilers for, I think it was about two weeks. We wanted to make sure people have time to go see it. We understand that people have very busy lives, so we wanted to make sure that we weren't giving anything away. But if it's a TV show, you had maybe a couple of days, if that. Because if that TV show is that important to you, you're going to watch it when it's on. So moving on to the next one here, Apple TV Plus. Do either of you, Justin, we'll start with you. Do you have Apple TV Plus? Uh, I don't. I don't have Apple TV Plus. Mara, thank you for the donation. It's much appreciated. All right, Tyler, do you have Apple TV Plus? I guarantee this is a no. No, but I bought it for a girlfriend, so. <laughs> oh, look at you. So then I'll take control of this one. For myself, there's two main shows that you have. Like These are the go-to shows for Apple TV Plus, and that's going to be Ted Lasso which easily vaulted to one of my favorite shows of all time. And then also a show called Mythic Quest. It's got Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It has Danny Pudi from Community. And also, did you know this about Danny Pudi? He was the guy that was the butt dial guy from that old commercial from, gosh, 2008 maybe. Do you remember that one, Tyler? No, butt dial guy. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm going to find this right now. Because I saw the commercial after I was already into community at some point, and it was like, holy crap, I completely forgot. Danny Pudi. Uh, butt dial. Yep, it was a T-Mobile ad. Wow. You know he was in uh, he was in Avengers. Yeah, there are a, yeah there are a lot of uh, members of community in Avengers because the Russo brothers who directed uh, Captain America Civil War, um, Captain America Winter Soldier, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, they also directed a bunch of Community episodes. So they ended up bringing in a lot of the members of Community. That is how Yvette Nicole Brown, she was the one that's in the elevator with... In, uh, in, in Yes, in Endgame, when they go back in time. And so... Oh, and um, Jim Don't Rash... Donald Glover, he was in Spider-Man. Uh, Jim Rash, who played uh, Dean Pelton, he is in, I believe it's uh, Captain America Civil War, I believe. It's right after Tony tells everybody at the school, hey, you all, all of your projects have been funded. Um, that's It's Jim Rash. He's essentially playing the Dean in that one as well. Uh, let me check the Facebook chat here really quick. Oh, Eli, uh, Eli of the Moon says... My lady and I have been getting into Peacemaker. It's hilarious. Oh, yes. Season finale dropped today. We're going to get to that here when we get to HBO Max when it comes to these streaming services. But, um, yeah, dude, it's Peacemaker is the goods. If you guys aren't watching it, you guys definitely need to watch Peacemaker. All right, moving on to the next streaming service here. We have Hulu. Hulu's one that I essentially have because then I can watch FX and FXX shows after the fact. Um, do either of you have Hulu? Tyler, I'm guaranteeing this is a no. I actually do have Hulu. Oh, Thank look you at very that. Much. Oh, Justin, do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. All right, so I've never seen 
really any of these shows that are recommended as the go-to shows for Hulu, because, again, I use it for FX and FXX shows after the fact. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, never got into it. Dope Sick, haven't gotten into it. But Letter Kenny, hilarious. I haven't watched that much of it, but holy crap, that show is brilliant. Uh, do you guys have one go-to show for Hulu? Tyler, we'll start with you. What we do in the shadows, man. Ah, oh, that okay. Then if I picked one, it would be that would be it for me. And man, I God, that was one I was powering my way through, and then something else started and took my attention away from it, and I forgot about it. I appreciate that you brought that up, man, because that that one is definitely that's a go-to show. Justin Hulu, what do you got? Well, I don't. It's not a Hulu original, but I, it got kicked off the air, and I think Hulu picked it up and continued it for three seasons. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Ah, oh, fantastic show! Yeah, it was on Fox, and then it eventually jumped ship when Fox didn't renew it. NBC bought the rights back because NBC was the production company behind it, and then they sold the show to Fox. It lasted a few seasons there. It then ended up over on back on NBC. And then Hulu, obviously, was carrying it. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, man. Ah, yeah. I love that show. That show is the best. That's, like, one of the only shows where I, like, as the seasons went on, it never got less funny. It only got more funny. Like, typically shows kind of die out over time. It only got more funny. Yeah, it's it was a brilliant show. It is cast incredibly well. Um Again, if you guys haven't seen it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, big old two thumbs up from me here, and apparently from Justin as well. All right, moving on, HBO Max, or just HBO in general. Is there one show that you can think of, all right, this is the show that you got to watch. Justin, we'll start with you. It has to be Peacemaker. I haven't seen the finale yet, but, I mean, James Gunn is just absolutely brilliant, and it seems like on a certain level, he just doesn't care. Like, he will literally do anything. Like, he, there's no loyalty, no attachment to any characters. It's just... It, he made John Cena so, like, not that he wasn't already so lovable, but he gave him, like, so much depth to him. Because he's not just funny. He's deep. He's dark. There's these really dark, deep moments in this hilarious season that are, like, broken up with these funny little tidbits. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. And I, I haven't, I, I can't see anybody not liking it in all. Well, did you ever see the newest Suicide Squad? I did, and I, I loved it. I was like, it, it was brilliant. I, I've seen it like four or five times. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. It concerned me when I saw that they were going to do a Peacemaker series because if you watched that Suicide Squad, the one that had Idris Elba in it, you were kind of like, like, he's not a good dude. But like Justin was saying, James Gunn has made just a, a brilliant show wrapped around this character who... If you only watched Suicide Squad, you would think it's just a, this, one of the simplest characters out there. He put depth to this guy. And I, I'll just reiterate what Justin said. It is It goes from really comical, funny moments to some of the deepest stuff that, uh, that somebody can deal with. So, yeah, Peacemaker's right up there for me. Um, I wrote down Westworld as well. I loved season one. I bowed out season two right out of the gate because it just confused the hell out of me. I heard season two was a bit bumpy. Season three got better, but uh, I, yeah, I, Westworld isn't one. I've heard Succession is brilliant on uh, HBO as well, but another go-to for me is one that we're going to talk about coming up in entertainment news is Barry. So Tyler, HBO, do you have a specific show that's a must-watch? Must no, I don't have HBO. 
You never had it at all? I think you I never, did, like, in college. Never watched The Sopranos or, or Entourage or, ooh, here's a good one, um, Band of Brothers. Yeah, I've watched all those. That was back in college. Ah, that's the good stuff. Well, if I had to recommend anything on HBO right now, it's definitely going to be Peacemaker. All right, a couple more here. Disney Plus. Uh, I'm going to say it, and uh, I'll say it loud and proud. Anything Star Wars or Marvel. That's one of the whole reasons to get Disney+. Plus. You've had some brilliant shows that are done. Uh, you had Hawkeye, Loki, What If, things like that. And in Star Wars, you had The Mandalorian, which was absolutely brilliant. And you had The Book of Boba Fett, which was good. Um, but I don't think it was quite on the level of The Mandalorian. Although bringing in uh, Black Santan and some of the other characters was just... I got the goosies, as my wife, my, my wife likes to call it. I got the goosies watching that so tyler i know you don't have disney plus but you'll get disney plus to to marathon these shows correct yeah and i also i had it and so the mandalorian is definitely a must Eh, eh. i would say also the star wars cartoons are also they're pretty darn good i mean rebels and clone wars and yes bad batch yeah anything with dave filoni man anything that guy's attached to he gets it uh justin do you have any disney plus shows that are must say uh, I would say the 1990s Spider-Man the Animated Series. You know they're bringing back the 97 X-Men series. Yeah. And I would say the 90s Spider-Man series. If you can watch it, it's... I've never seen a, a kid's cartoon done so well in terms of, like, get, like same thing, character depth. I mean, it's got a lot of meme-worthy moments in there, too. But, like, they execute a depth like a, of a major character without actually doing a depth. And it is one of the most traumatizing things you'll ever see, especially <laughs> as a kid. And it's, yep. it's it's great. It, it reminds me a lot of Batman animated series, and just in terms of how iconic it is. Oh, Batman, which you can find on HBO Max, by the way. All right, final one, Showtime. And the reason I brought this one up is because it's something I've talked about on the stream multiple times. It's a show that I got roped into down in Mexico. Uh, billions. It's got Damian Lewis, Paul Giamatti. Oh, um, I always forget the actress's name, but she played Tara in. Um, in Sons of Anarchy, um, I always forget her name, but she's brilliant. It's just, it's just such a phenomenal show. Um, and I know Shameless, that's another one that a lot of people like on Showtime. Do either of you guys have Showtime? Yeah, and it's another one I had in college. And Californication, like the first couple seasons, was pretty good. Okay, Justin? Uh, I don't have it. All right, well, we're going to stick with Billions. Californication, pretty good as well. And again, like Tyler said, it's really the first couple of seasons, right? Like it ends up kind of... Fizzling out a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. All right. Well, those are all of our recommendations. So uh, be sure you guys go check that stuff out because there's always going to be that one show for every single one that you absolutely have to watch. Or you could be like Tyler. And Do you think it's going to get to the point with these streaming services where they're going to lock you into a contract to make sure you can't buy for one month and then bow out? If they were smart, they'd do that. <laughs> Well, see, if they were, if they did that, I think that would actually get me to bow out altogether. I don't think the shows, I mean, other than needing to keep up to date with Star Wars and Marvel stuff with Disney Plus, I don't think any of these other streaming services would be able to lock me in on that. I don't think they would. But yeah, you just so if it was like a year long contract, you wouldn't sign up for it at all. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe I guess because I know that Disney Plus kind of did that where they had. It, it wasn't um, a required contract, but it was if you pay for your your first year up front, then you get a, a deal. It was some sort of a discount at that point. And I know a lot of people that did it, and 
they're locked in at that price, which is nice because it seems like every single other streaming service at this point is just increasing in price constantly, nonstop. But it's going to do it for our first discussion topic. That's time for gaming news. Oh, Charlie's here. What's up, Charlie? If you guys uh, like the old Brandalorian logo up there, it would be Mr. Charlie from uh, Viva La Mocha who did that. Oh, and by the way, Charlie, I'm going to call you hopefully tomorrow because we might have a lot of work for you. Let's just say that your work has been uh, uh, turning heads within the company <laughs> and it's we're we're excited for some things that we have coming up. So you're going to have a lot of work hopefully here coming up on your hands. Let's get to our gaming news here. And this one this came up yesterday. I could not believe when I first read this. I thought it was an onion headline. Because if you know, Battlefield 2042 came out at the end of last year and it has been just a crap fest pretty much. It's it consistently was losing players. It just wasn't up to par with the rest of the franchise. I played the beta for it, and I even, and I'm not going to take credit for calling this as it was at the time, but I said, I go, even for a beta, this seems incredibly buggy. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's wrong with this. I've played a lot of the Battlefield betas throughout the years, and this one just did not feel like it was anywhere near ready to go, and it apparently was not. However, what they're saying over at EA is, well... It was really Halo Infinite that caused this problem. Stop and think about that. They're blaming somebody else for their product not being all that great. So it was a town hall within EA about the Battlefield 2042 launch. And they were kind of going through all the stuff that uh, went wrong. And one particular point brought up, uh, it's garnered all of these headlines everywhere. There's just standard reasons. As to why they felt that uh, the game wasn't quite up to par. Maybe it was missing some features, some, you know, typical gameplay you would get with Battlefield that you weren't getting with this one. And, well, I guess during this town hall at one point, they tried to blame Halo Infinite. This comes from a report. This is a quote. It says, however, according to EA, things took a turn, and that turn was... <clears throat> The surprise release of Halo Infinite multiplayer. I wish I was joking. The comparison between both games was not favorable because Halo Infinite was a very polished title, whereas Battlefield 2042 contained bugs and wasn't as polished. Unquote. By the way, uh, uh, Halo Infinite, not super polished when it came out. Right, Tyler? No, not at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I mean, we would constantly be trying to play big team battle, and you just you'd get kicked out, or it wasn't it wasn't balancing the teams, and it was just it was god awful. So I just EA considers that very polished. That explains a lot. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So I just found that was really interesting that they're trying to throw them under the bus. Now there is a petition to get refunds for Battlefield 2042. It has now garnered over two hundred thousand signatures. And of course, Battlefield is a pretty main, uh, pretty big mainstay for EA. And this is something that I'm going to talk about coming up here. Not on this stream per se, but I, I might make this like a short for like Instagram or TikTok or something. Is 
they need to make Battlefield Hardline 2. That game was awesome. I think that might be my favorite of all of the Battlefield games. And I've played damn near every single one of them at this point. And that one was just so much damn fun. Because you took the capture the flag game where you take your crew and then you go stand under a flag and then it goes and then you, you capture the flag or you, t- you capture territories. But they put it with cars. So now they're moving. So you would go jump in a car and you're driving around and you got your buddy in the passenger seat hanging out shooting at people. Or you're in the van and you got guys hanging out the back taking care of people that are hunting you down. Oh, it was so much fun, but that's for another day. You guys are having uh, some some fun at EA's expense over there in the chat. Yeah, see, Twitchy agrees. Hardline was dope, dude. Did you ever play Hardline, Tyler? I did not. Oh my god, that one. This I, and I found this article. This one came from last June, and it was somebody who wrote Battlefield Hardline Two is the Battlefield sequel we need right now. Well, hopefully, and I know one of the reasons, like it was, it 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 kind of came out to mixed reviews. And a lot of it was because it was a battlefield that wasn't essentially a military game. It was kind of a cops and robbers style game. Um, but you still had all the weapons and you still had the, like, it's just, oh, it was so stinking good. I would highly recommend EA looking to making a battlefield hardline too. Oh, and uh, my buddy Blair and I, we tried to play it a couple months ago. And there was not a whole lot of servers up for it. <laughs> It was really tough finding an online game for for Battlefield Hardline. Oh, and I forgot. So another thing that you do in Battlefield as you you play throughout the game, you collect money for multiplayer. So you can unlock weapons and unlock attachments and unlock all these kind of cosmetics. And I remember if you reached a million dollars, you could buy a dinosaur head. Because I was driving in one of the games and I remember I looked over and there was a goddamn dinosaur in this car next to me so I asked all my friends I'm like what the hell was that and they're like yeah if you reach a million bucks you can buy this dinosaur head so I made it a point I wasn't going to spend a single dollar and I played hours and hours and hours of this game man didn't even come close to the damn dinosaur head not even close what kind of dinosaur uh looked like a velociraptor nice so it was worth it uh, Modern Warfare 2 and New Warzone has officially been confirmed. It says here, Infinity Ward co-studio head Pat Kelly revealed the game in a conference call, including developers, investors, and content creators. So there's definitely some marketing um, going on and considering the state of the industry and the shaky circumstances of big events. Can't really blame them. But it says that Infinity Ward has made an exception to really not going with announcements too much. Confirming that 2022's Call of Duty game is Modern Warfare 2, a sequel to 2019's reboot of the subline and will include an entirely new Warzone experience. Now that Modern Warfare 2, that was one we played the hell out of as well. We would kind of bounce around depending on which game it was. I think early on it was a lot of Halo and Call of Duty and then Battlefield eventually replaced Call of Duty for what we all played. But at this point, we might we might end up going over back to Call of Duty. If you have a Nintendo Wii U or a 3DS, you're going to want to listen up because they're going to start shutting those stores down. 
Up to 1,000 digital-only games will no longer be available for purchase when Nintendo closes the eShop next year. Now, it's slated for March 2023. But the deadline until the stores become inaccessible is effectively much sooner than that. From May 23rd, 2022, it will no longer be possible to use credit cards in the stores. And from August 29th, 2022, it will no longer be possible to use eShop cards to add funds either. So I think essentially what you're looking to do there is you got to have your points. So I would say don't wait until March 2023 if you're looking to download anything from the eShop for the Wii U or the 3, uh, 3DS. I would mark May 23rd on your calendar. That's the date for that. I was surprised the Wii U didn't take off. I thought the Wii U was so much fun when it came out. Like, I know it was kind of a little bit of a rehash of the Wii, but some of the games, like Luigi's Mansion specifically, ah, on that game, so much fun. That's a good call. That's a good call. Luigi's Mansion's great. I, I actually ended up with a Wii U back when COVID first hit. My birthday's in March, and, and, I, and I remember that that's right when COVID first got bad because for my birthday party, everything was shutting down. So I had some extra birthday money left over, and I was trying to find um, either a Nintendo Switch or a Wii for the family. Because I'm like, look, if we're on lockdown, if we're not allowed to leave the house, if everything is shut down, we got to have something to do with the house. And I figured that was a, um, a gaming system that the family could easily pick up on. So we ended up getting a Wii U, actually, because that was the only thing I could find. Everything else was sold out. And that got my kid hooked on Mario Kart. What's up, dude? It's not a childhood unless Mario Kart's involved, right? Agreed. Yeah, Wii U was pretty big, man. It definitely, it sold out a couple times. So, if you still have the Wii U, I, I got mine laying around here somewhere. Which I think it's in that closet right over there. And final gaming story, hundreds of rare sealed Nintendo and Sega games discovered in a Nebraska storage facility says here that this collection's likely worth shoot a number out there tyler how much do you think this collection of sort of vintage nintendo and sega games is worth oh man uh how many did they find i would um let me see if i can get you that number nah, i i've not seen it in here anywhere i have no idea <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars oh our t's firing off 200k a little bit north there buddy it's all right it says here that a video game reseller has discovered hundreds of factory-sealed Nintendo and Sega games from the 80s and 90s in a storage facility in Nebraska. Listen, listen to these gaming systems, Tyler. Hordes of SNES, Sega CD, Genesis, Saturn, and 3DO games were put in storage after a local store closed down in 1994. They've wow. remained untouched until now. A Nebraska-based reseller called Game Room found the collection, and the staff joked in a video that there are as many copies of the less valuable NBA and Madden games as there are interesting finds, but the several boxes of incredibly rare games more than make up for it. In this video that they shot, they're showing off the collection. Some of the rare, uh, rarer sealed games includes Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo, which is valued at twenty four hundred dollars. There's also it's, a cop. What's that? 
it's sealed? Like, never yeah, been it's opened? A, yes, it's all factory sealed stuff. And it's only 2400 for Chrono Cross? I'd imagine. I That's would what assume. it says. I bet there are collectors who will pay more than that for that. I mean, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's it's worth whatever people are willing to pay, right? Yeah. Uh, it also says here, uh, there's also a Super Nintendo version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. That's valued at over $1,400. Final Fantasy 3, Tyler. It says here it's worth 1200 bucks, and there's also a copy of Sunset Riders that's worth over 750 uh, the value of these finds makes the um, lesser titles, such as several copies, <laughs> they have Aladdin for the Super Nintendo, Contra Hardcore on Genesis. Um, although these ones, it says that some of these are still worth a you know, few hundred bucks a piece, considering they're still yeah. factory sealed. Game Room said they won't be releasing any details on the overall value of the collection until it's all preserved and documented but it's likely worth tens of thousands of dollars. It's worth noting that if they get the games officially graded, the value for them could double, triple, or even quadruple in price. Ortiz says they bought the original first tweet for over 200K. These games deserve more. Yeah, NFTs, baby. That's where it's at. And, uh, oh, that wasn't the final uh, gaming story. We got one more here. This one has to do with Star Wars The Old Republic, and that was the expansion that was dropped. What day was it? Was that Monday, Tyler? No, Tuesday, right? It was the 15th. Yes, Tuesday. So this thing's not being very well received. Have you have you played it at all? Yes, and all the complaints are valid. <laughs> so what are the specific complaints people have? All right, so first of all, it was super laggy when I was playing. Uh, the, the UI changes they made, they, they made it like look worse so your inventory now it's more confusing before than it was oh my god it was super confusing to me to begin with yeah <laughs> now there's like ugh, there's nothing to it dude if we play you'll see what i'm talking about uh the icons for character creation they made them less interesting than they were which makes no sense the new storyline they added is super short i already went through it it took me a couple hours and the last fight is bugged the oh. story itself is bugged and this was postponed. This was supposed yes. to debut in De- uh, was December, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Good Lord. So I don't even know what the heck they worked on. <laughs> Apparently not this. Well, maybe we'll pop in some Star Wars The Old Republic. But tomorrow, I think we're, Tyler and I are going to throw down on some, some more It Takes Two. And again, even if you're not a video game person, if you're not one to really tune into Twitch and check out video game play, the storyline of this game and just the visuals and everything is so stinking amazing that it's definitely, definitely worth checking out just for that alone. But moving on here. It's time for your entertainment news today. The big news today is that Stranger Things Season 4 is going to be split into two parts. Did I tell you my wife cried when she thought Hopper died? Yeah, you did, which... Okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to judge your wife, but... Well, so here's the interesting thing. And this will be the first time Justin, I think, has probably heard this. So, when I got married, my wife is Catholic, so we had to do this weekend trip called Engaged Encounter, where you're out there with other uh, ca- um, Catholic couples. I'm not Catholic, by the way. Uh, and you just kind of spend the weekend. You got a little workbook that you work on, and it's all about kind of things to expect when you're married. And yeah, it, was, it was a great weekend. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. But at the very end of it, you're going into this arboretum that's beautiful with all these plants, and it's kind of got skylights and the moonlight's coming in. And as we're walking in, 
it's run by I think it was three different couples. It's people who have donated their time, and uh, they tell you uh, they tell us stories about things when they were married and some of the pitfalls that they ran into. And so we're walking into this arboretum, and they're handing out tissues to everybody. And so they hand one to us, and I kind of looked at one of them kind of weird, and they were like, oh, you're going to need this. So you walk in, and everybody creates a big circle. All the men are on the outside, and all the women are on the inside. And they're giving these like beautiful speeches, and... At one point, they said, uh, "Men, hold out your hands, palms up, and and then women, put your hands in their hands, and like, so that you know we're holding our, our future wives' hands." And they're talking about how women, these are the hands that are going to guide you through life. They're going to earn for you. They're going to do this and this and this. It's a really beautiful speech. And I start to hear sniffles and and crying from pretty much this entire room. And then I look directly across at my wife, and it is a goddamn stone face, man. Like, there's not a tear, nothing. She's just staring into my soul. And I was like, well, if she ain't going to cry, I ain't going to cry. So then it became a battle of wills at that point. So there's no crying to be had there. So then fast forward a few months, we get married. The entire wedding, not a single tear from this woman. I'm starting to get concerned. What the hell did I marry? So then we're watching the, the latest season of Stranger Things, and they kind of made it look like Hopper died at the end. I look Man. over at my wife. She's crying. <laughs> God. Crazy. So I, I'm like, so wait a minute. I'm like, so you're not going to cry for me, but you'll cry for Hopper? And there's no way he's dead. Yeah, we know that now. We've, I mean, we've since gotten the tease that he's over in Russia somewhere. But yeah. So that's one of our running jokes is, you know, she cries for Hopper, not for me. But anyway, so Stranger Things... Four, Volume 1. That is going to premiere coming up on May 27th, and then you have Volume 2. That's You're not going to have to wait very long. It's going to be July 1st is when that one's going to be dropped. So that's the fourth season of Stranger Things, and if you think that's going to be it, it's not. They're also going to have a Season 5, and they said that Season 5 will be when they wrap up Stranger Things. God, that's a I like that. Too. I like Doing that the, they're giving it an ending. Sometimes shows go on for too long, especially when you get supernatural. Like, how many supernatural things will you have to fight every single year, you know? So I feel like they're ending it on the right way. Yeah, and I remember there was a story about Netflix. This was a few years ago, especially when, when Stranger Things was really big. And Netflix kind of admitted, we just like two seasons of the sh of our own originals. Because by the time you get to season two, that's when the shows blow up. That's when you got to start forking over the money. That's when you really need to start paying the actors. And so they figure if they only write it for two seasons, they can get out of having to do that. Tyler says the kids are all grown up. They're not cute anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's time to end the show. Let's wrap it up. These, these kids the are, these goddamn kids are growing beards. Yep. They're going through puberty. There's nothing <laughs> cute about that. Uh,. That's good. Our voice is cracked. Stranger things. All right, Futurama. We talked about this last week. John DiMaggio, he is the voice of Bender. Oh, I never found that clip for you, Tal. I got to find that. Is there? It's I believe it was Emerald City Comic Con, and it's something that's happened at multiple Comic Cons since then. Is they take a lot of these great voiceover actors like John DiMaggio, who you'd recognize his voice like that, and he was the one who. Um, was not attached to this new Hulu, uh, re not reboot, but kind of continuation of Futurama. And I guess now it's to the point where 
it's not that he's holding out for more money. It's that he's holding out for more money for the entire cast. It says that uh, DiMaggio shared his thoughts on Twitter on Tuesday evening, clarifying that he believes that the original Futurama voice cast should be paid more for returning for the revival. He wrote in a statement, quote, I've been thinking about everything that's been going on these past months, and just to be clear, I don't think that only I deserve to be paid more. I think the entire cast does. Negotiations are a natural part of working in show business. Everyone has a different strategy and different boundaries. Some accept offers. Some hold their ground. Do you think it, it sounds like he's kind of throwing the people who accepted the deal under the bus a little bit there? Eh, maybe a little. It, like It's... Some accept offers, some hold their ground. That really kind of came off a little eh, bit like that. But it does say... Bender. Maybe, maybe Bender rubbed off. <laughs> but you do have like Billy West, Katie Seagal. Uh, they are already attached to this continuation of Futurama. John DiMaggio has also been in a bunch of stuff since Futurama. Like, he was, he's Jake the Dog. I mean, he was Joker in a Batman movie. He's, he's had a bunch of iconic roles where he kind of has the leverage to kind of hold his ground because he's been, he's been working forever now you know yeah Maybe he he, he did a pretty amazing job as joker considering most people would consider like mark hamill doing the joker is far and away like yeah one of the best ones but when john dimaggio did it it wasn't too shabby it, it was <laughs> really good i mean my friend and i my friend and i make jokes all the time uh, uh doing the uh party pooper no cake for you <laughs> Uh, Barry season three, it is set to premiere coming up in April. Have either of you guys seen Barry at all? It's got Bill Hader in it. No, I don't think so. I'm not even sure what I, it is. Oh my I god! I wanted to see it. It is, it's amazing. It's got Bill Hader. It also has one of my favorite actors of all time, Stephen Root. He was Jimmy James, the owner of the radio station and news radio. Um, and he's just he's, he's in all sorts of things. He had a guest spot in um, the book of Boba Fett, by the way. He was in an episode of that. But he's in this. And so Bill Hader, it's sort of a it's it's funny, but it's also it's 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 tough to describe what it is because he is a former military guy who's now a hitman. And it's all about him trying to balance it. But then in the, the opening season, he falls in love with acting. So he's trying to balance his life as a hitman while also trying to become an actor. Ortiz says he was also the trickster on The Flash. Same voice as Joker. Yeah, John DiMaggio right there, right? Yeah, but Mark Hamill, dude. You want to talk about that? That dude was amazing. So April 24th, by the way, as I'm getting sidetracked here, it's going to be the eight-part third season for Barry. And that's one for... Um, HBL. There's Peacemaker and Barry. Those are the two must-go-tos at that point. Oh, no. Mark voiced Trickster on The Flash. Well, say that, Ortiz. Come on, man. Gotta help a brother out. All right. Final entertainment story here. The Mandalorian Season 3. Yes, it is coming. And Carl Weathers, he will be returning to the director chair. Is this what you're waiting to get Disney Plus, Tyler? Yes, this is the one thing. Okay. <laughs> it says here that uh, obviously we had the following the success of the Mandalorian we recently had the book of Boba Fett coming up in just a few months we're going to be getting some Obi-Wan oh and John Williams by the way scored the theme to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show 
Ortiz says, I'm working and breaking like 10 rules to be a loyal listener. Well, I appreciate that, Ortiz. Whatever you can, whatever you could do, man, I appreciate that. But yeah, so it looks like we're going to be getting season three of The Mandalorian, and we will be having uh, Carl Weathers back behind the director's chair. That was something I thought they did a brilliant job with, too, is the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff with The Mandalorian, where they were talking to the different directors and some of the different actors from the show. And I'm telling you, if you ever want to feel like Star Wars is in a safe place creatively, go watch um, Dave Filoni's explanation of the storyline. It's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. That like that guy is on a whole other level compared to everybody else. Oh yeah, thank you, Tyler. He says there's a delay. I might, I might be talking, and so trying to catch back up with the. Uh, the chat can be a little bit difficult at times, but you guys are more than welcome to uh, get the chat. We'll get it figured out, man. It's all good. It's all good, baby. But that does it for your entertainment news for today, which means, of course. Oh, we're moving into our sports news, and uh, we finally have the Super Bowl ratings. They were kind of delayed this week because... I guess Nielsen looked at their ratings and it, like something wonky happened, so they had to go back and check it. And they're saying about 101.1 million TV viewers for this most recent Super Bowl, which is up from last year. It's a six percent increase. There was only 95.2 million that tuned in to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. I predicted that this is going to be one of the most watched Super Bowls in history because. Not only is it in L.A., and it's being played by L.A., and you've got Ohio, the entire city of Ohio for Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow because he's from Ohio State, but you also have the entire city and state of Detroit because Matthew Stafford is playing in the Super Bowl, and they're attributing all of that to him. And then also you have Von Miller, who gets all of Denver, and you have Odell Beckham Jr., who gets some of New York and some of Cleveland. Like, they're, like all these stars on this team just collaborated from their home bases to make this one of the most watched Super Bowls ever. And oddly enough, Los Angeles as a market wasn't even one of the top 10 markets that watched this Super Bowl. It was Great. like Justin saying you had where else they were from. Like Detroit was obviously up there because yeah. you had everybody tuning in for Matthew Stafford. Uh, oh, and NBC also added that another 11.2 million people streamed the game this year, putting the total audience at about 112.3 million people. The most watched Super Bowl ever remains. This one feels good to say. 2015, when the New England Patriots defeated the Seattle Seahawks, had 114.4 million viewers. It said last year's slip gave rise to some thinking that the NFL wasn't immune to the overall drop in audience that afflicts virtually all television programs. But this year, the NFL defied that gravity. And I think a lot of that did have to do with the halftime show as well. Oh, my God. Incredible. So great. There was one halftime show that the ratings actually increased from the game on the Super Bowl. So when it went to halftime, more people tuned in. Can you guys think of who was performing? Prince? Wasn't Prince. Shakira? No, but you'd think so. Ah, and West Coast Chanel saying Bruno Mars. It was not Bruno Mars. Let 
me make sure I pull this one up here. You guys can keep guessing if you would like for whoever. Uh, I think it was Tyler. You got a guess? What year are we talking? I can't tell you the year. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll give you that hint later, but just just fire off a guess right now. Who who do you think was the halftime show where the ratings actually increased? Britney Spears. Nah, I have no idea. Who was it with hers? Wasn't she, didn't she do it with like Aerosmith too? Was that that whole thing? Yeah, it was her and some really old dude. That's all I remember. No. Was it Katy Perry? <laughs> Ortiz, Ortiz actually got it right in the chat. It was Michael Jackson. Oh, that makes sense. It was back in uh, 1993. Michael Jackson came out and performed, and the numbers went up. It says here he performed Jam, Billie Jean, Black or White, We Are the World, and Heal the World. Got an Olympic medal update. USA, we're slipping, Tyler. We're slipping, man. Overall medal count, we're down to uh, fourth. USA just does not put as much effort in the Winter Olympics. Well, but there's mm, there's some some things that that we do we faltered on, unfortunately. Where we were the favorites, I think we were the we were the favorite to win the gold in men's hockey never even made it to the final oh chanel thank you for the donation much appreciated Hooray. much much appreciated we hit the goal man now we can Yay. start uh, we're gonna go make some uh brandalorian t-shirts we really need to get those t-shirts out i know i gotta talk to charlie i gotta i got a ton of things i gotta talk to charlie about so i'll try to see if i can't call him tomorrow we can start talking about what's gonna cost to get that on a get that on a t-shirt um, but yeah, so the United States, we only have 21 total medals. We did lose to Slovakia in the quarterfinals of the men's uh, hockey bracket. So eliminated, not even going to get a medal in the Olympics this year. They went 0 for 5 in the shootout, by the way. So there's a U.S. men's hockey team losing to Slovakia in the quarterfinal. And then the women's team. They made it to the gold medal match, but they ended up losing to Canada. So at least we got a silver there. But yeah, Canada coming in at uh, gold for the women's hockey. Although we are ahead of Canada in the overall medal count right now. Do you so know how we, uh, how we pick our curling team? Um, I assume it's whichever dad show up with the best mustache. I think, yeah, that's exactly how they do it. Oh, okay. Now, it's like an intramural sport. So it's it's not who looks the best in the khakis. <laughs> that might be like that's the that's a pre, uh, that's the tiebreaker. That's the tiebreaker, right? Like if, if the two right. teams tie. There was one I can't remember. It was, gosh, it was Italy and somebody else, and they brought out like the calipers to measure how close the uh, the stone was, and Italy lost by a half of a millimeter. Stop oh, and think about how small that is. That's what she said. So, yeah, so, man, it was, I mean, th it wasn't for, that wasn't specifically for a medal, I don't think. That was, a, like, a quality, like if Italy had won, they would have advanced, but since they lost, it, it they, they weren't out, so at least that wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't one of those kick to the nuts. But there's there's three countries ahead of us in the, in the overall medal count. Can you think of what those three countries are? Norway, for sure. I'm oh, yeah. imagining 
Russia or whatever the hell they're calling their the team. The Russian now. Olympic Committee. There you go. They probably came back. Who was beating us before? Germany? Did Germany overtake us? Ah, yeah. Germany. I don't know why that accent came out. That certainly wasn't German. But, yeah, you've got Norway kicking everybody's ass. 29 total medals, 14 of them gold. So almost half of their medals are gold. Then you have the Russian Olympic Committee at 26, Germany at 22, United States at 21, Canada at 20. And then just another quick recap here. Again, the U.S. women's team in hockey losing to Canada in the gold medal match, but at least they made the gold medal match because the men's hockey team did not. They lost to Slovakia in a shootout. And that's going to do it for your sports, which means, Tyler, are you ready, my man? It's quiz, right? Uh, we sometimes do this both shows, but I think we're going to start doing this on Thursday night. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, we do the talk show format Mondays at noon, and then we also do it here 6 p.m. on uh, on Thursdays as well. So we're going to have our um, we're going to have our game show here, which means I got to get my music fired up. Well, it is time for the quiz. It's time to find out how much attention you guys were all paying to the new segments from today. We have 12 questions. Oh, and I also limited to 30 seconds to guess. If you're on Facebook, I apologize um, because the answer's got to be put into Twitch. If you want to head over to Twitch, you can do that. Head on over to at uh, the real Brandalorian on Twitch. Again, the rules are quite simple. It's basically all you need to do is there's three options for each question. And each one is J, K, or L. Type that into the Twitch chat, and that's how you'll be able to guess. So question number one, what game shot up to the top of the Steam charts after release last weekend? Is it Halo Infinite, Battlefield 2042, or Lost Ark? Again, it was last weekend this game was released. Over on Steam, and it immediately shot towards the top, was that Halo Infinite Battlefield 2042, or was it Lost Ark? Make sure you guys get your answers in here quickly. Got some questions coming in at the end there like that. Uh, a couple of votes there for Halo Infinite, and uh, we got a vote for Lost Ark. The correct answer. That's Lost Ark, baby. Yeah, Halo Infinite's been out for a while, man. That dropped last December. Lost Ark. Tyler, you want to brag about it a little bit? It's Diablo online. It's amazing. <laughs> Tyler has been a big fan. He was texting me a lot. You got to you gotta get Lost Ark. At some point, I'm going to say a lot. I wouldn't say a lot. It's a lot. Oh, it's also free to play, which is... Oh, there, yeah, there you go. It's also free to play. All right, next question. Question 2 of 12. Ladies and gentlemen, what major developer has a clock counting down to this Sunday night? We talked about this on Monday. Is it EA? Is it Capcom? Or is it 343 Industries? Of course, we talked about EA earlier. They're blaming Halo Infinite for... Battlefield 2042 sucking Capcom, the maker of Street Fighter, Resident Evil, and then 343 Industries, the maker of Halo Infinite. One of these has a clock counting down to Sunday night. Let's 
couple of uh, answers coming in towards the end there. Everybody's guessing Capcom. And the correct answer is yes, Capcom. Do we know what it is yet? No. We're assuming it might have something to do with Street Fighter just because this is the 35th anniversary of Street Fighter here in 2022. But there were some, some people that were saying that the, the font used for the counter was reminiscent of a Resident Evil. So... But Who knows? what would they do with Resident Evil, though? I mean, if it's a remake, there's been, we know they're well, there's, remakes. Yeah, there's been talk of remaking Resident Evil 4, essentially, at this point. So, But they, they wouldn't do a huge announcement for that. You, don't, you wouldn't think so. But Sunday nights, we're going to find out. Here we go. Who said they don't care if people think he's a jerk on set? Was it Chevy Chase, Tom Cruise, or Sean Penn? Talked about this on Monday's stream guy basically said, yeah, I don't really mind if people think that I'm a jerk. I am who I am, and if people don't like that, then that's uh, that's tough cookies for them. Is it Chevy Chase? Is it Tom Cruise? Or is it Sean Penn? Time is up. Let's check the scores. Oh, got a couple of votes for Chevy Chase, a couple of votes for Tom Cruise. Correct answer is yes, Chevy Chase. You know, he was kind of notorious with Saturday Night Live and then especially Community. Holy crap. He and so Dan much. Harmon butted heads constantly. So much for Chevy Chase. <laughs> Twitchy says Tom is a jerk, though. <laughs> and yeah, because Sean, Sean Penn's such a goddamn peach. Remember, he was the... What was, it, what was the quote that he had, Tyler? It was something about... It was something about uh, Men dressing like uh, feminine. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was something about you know uh, weak Fire. jeans or something like that, or the reason yes. why men now wear dresses. Cowardly jeans. There you go, cowardly jeans. That was it. All right, next question. Question four, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you get your answers in nice and quick. What '80s sci-fi movie is getting a series on Amazon? Is it Tron, Blade Runner, or? Batteries not included. Talked about this again on Monday's stream. One of these sci-fi movies is getting a series over on Amazon. Is it Tron, Blade Runner, or Batteries not included? Looks like everybody's kind of going with the same one here. Justin coming in with the late batteries not included. I can tell you that one's not it. <laughs> oh, it is Blade Runner. Do you remember batteries not included? I I, I do not. <laughs> so uh, if I'm remembering correctly, batteries not included was the one where it was these tiny little like alien ships, but they were alive, and they help this elderly couple run their diner and take it back but then there's like this slumlord who's trying to sell the building they're in to some major developers and batteries not included I think that's what it was see now I gotta maybe get I'll sidetracked it. maybe I'll have to watch it now it's not good like it's not it, it's it don't like don't get me wrong it's not a cinematic masterpiece oh yeah that is the one I'm thinking about it's these tiny little uh, these little alien spaceships it's fantastic alright next question 
Who did Walter Football predict would go number one in the upcoming draft? That was the website we went to to see kind of where where certain players were falling. Is it edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan? Safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame? Or is it edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon? Oh, I got, we got, we reached our, our goal again today for our donations. So we got to, we got to buy Tyler that damn, uh, we got to buy Tyler that damn kazoo so he can perform the game show. Yeah, I'm going to need some time to practice. Um, yeah, see, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was L. It was uh, Edge Rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. That dude's a beast. I think, yeah, if you, I think if you type anything else in the chat, I don't think it counts. Like uh, Ortiz, you put total stab in the dark and then you put L. I don't think. I don't think it counts your answer um, that way. But, yes, that was Kayvon Thibodeau is the guy who they suggested would probably go number one overall. But as we know, when it comes to the NFL draft, who knows what's going to be going on there. All right, next question. Getting halfway through here. Question number six. Which team did Jeremy Giambi not play for? Unfortunately, we had to talk about Jeremy Giambi passing away this past Monday. Brother of Jason Giambi. Which of these teams did he not play for? Is it the New York Yankees, the Oakland A's, or the Boston Red Sox? <laughs> Am I going to have to shorten the quiz, Tyler, to let's, let's say nine questions? Nine, more like two. <laughs> I'm going to pass out. Play <laughs> well, you got to go run, man. You got to go build up that endurance. Get that lung capacity <laughs> out there. Uh, we got some votes for the Yankees. Also, a vote for the Oakland A's. And the correct answer is, that's the New York Yankees. He did not play for the New York Yankees. He was more famously, he did play for the Oakland A's. He also played for the Boston Red Sox a little bit. Of course, his older brother. I don't know if he's actually the older brother. But his brother, Jason Giambi, was the one who um, put up better stats, I guess. Ramirez says, damn, I was thinking of Jason. But remember, Jason played for uh, the Oakland A's as well. It was which team did they not play for? All right, next question. Actually, you know what? Let's check the leaderboard because that's halfway through. Let's see where you guys are at. Oh, Twitchy coming in strong. He's got five Ramirez, Ortiz, and West Coast Chanel tied up yeah. at three. All right, here we go. Twitchy, way to represent. What is EA trying to blame the poor performance of Battlefield 2042 on? Is it their own incompetence? Is it Halo Infinite? Or is it not making that Harry Potter MMO back in 2002? Of course, if you followed us at all with our original Gamer Life and especially here on my stream, we broke that story that EA was working on a Harry Potter MMO back in the early 2000s, but they didn't think Harry Potter had a long shelf life. So they ditched it. But what is EA blaming Battlefield 2042's incompetence on? Everybody voted for Halo Infinite. And ladies and gentlemen, you'd all be correct. Yes, for some strange reason. Their crappy game, they blamed on somebody else. I'm not really sure how that works. We got our next question here. In what state was rare sealed Nintendo and Sega games discovered? I guess it would be what state were they discovered. 
I typed this very fast today. Was it Kansas, Iowa, or Nebraska? Again, there were a bunch of very rare and sealed Nintendo games. These were factory sealed, by the way. In what state were they discovered? Kansas, Iowa, or Nebraska? See, this is why I think it would be interesting to travel the Midwest and go to, uh, like, a storage unit, like a storage auction. I bet there's some crazy stuff over there. See, that's what I want to do for a business is have a storage uh, company. I think that would be super like easy. Like, you store it or you buy the or, – or you bid on the on the, the units? No, I store it. For oh, people. you don't want – it's not Especially, store, You're not thinking storage wars. Well, people could do storage wars at my place when people don't, you know, pay their bills or whatever. You know that they fake all that crap, right? Yes. I like, they, they just put to. all that crap in there. Uh, There's one yeah. that's terrible and one that's great. I mean, what are the odds of that happening every show? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Nebraska. That is the correct answer. It was found in Nebraska. They're saying that the games were roughly valued probably tens of thousands of dollars at this point. All right, question number nine. Here we go. When is Stranger Things Season 4 going to premiere? Remember, they've split it into two, so this would be part one. When is Stranger Things Season 4 going to premiere? Is it going to be May 27th, June 27th? Or July 27th. Is it just me or was re- season one really just hands down the best one of all of the Stranger Things seasons? Yeah, so far. I, I liked it the most. I mean, it's, it's just, it's it was new, fresh, you know, you didn't know what to expect. I think one of the things that really drew me into it was it didn't feel like they were trying to be nostalgic to me. It felt like it was actually, like, I felt like I was watching an 80s show, you know? And yeah, May 27th, that's where we're going to get Stranger Things. Season 4, at least part 1 of Season 4. We're going to check the leaderboard again. Twitchy in the lead with 7. Ortiz and Chanel tied up at 6. Ramirez, 4th place with 5. All right, here we go. Next question. We got three more for you here, folks. When is the season three of Barry going to premiere? Is it April 22nd, April 23rd, or April 24th? This is one you had to really pay attention to. Barry starring Bill Hader. It's also got Steven Root in it. And if anybody watched Gotham, the guy that played Zaz, he's also in it. He's effing hilarious in this show. He's just brilliant in Barry. I love Victor's eyes. That, Gotham was one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, see, Gotham was underrated. I thought that was a good show. Super good. Oh so man, good. everybody voting for everything. I guess everybody was all uh, confused there. Correct answer is April twenty fourth. Let's go to the leaderboard. Let's see where we're at now. Ah, oh, Twitchy, there you go. Twitchy's got a two-answer lead. Is at eight points. Ortiz and Chanel tied at six. And then Ramirez, they're at five. Next question. We got two more here for you. Who won the gold medal in women's hockey? The United States, Canada, or Norway? We just covered sports. Hopefully you guys were paying attention. But who won the gold medal in women's hockey? Ramirez is going for pride at this point. Hey, man. Go for it, baby. Hmm. 
All right, time is up. Oh, we got some votes for Canada and also some votes for Norway. And the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen, is Canada. Canada defeated the United States in the gold medal game. Norway, however, they are the ones that are leading the gold medal. Um, or the, Well, gold medals and overall medal count at this point. So one more check of the leaderboard before we get to the final question here. Ah, and Twitchy with the comfortable lead sitting at nine. Chanel, she can keep her sole possession of second place if she gets this next one right. And then Ramirez and Ortiz are looking to uh, do whatever they can as they have six apiece. I think Final question. Ortiz should get another point, to be fair. Why is that? Because they, they answered the right question, right? They answered it correctly. They just didn't put the letter in. Ah, all right, final one. Who beat the U.S. men's hockey team in the quarterfinals? This was one of the more shocking moments so far of these Winter Olympics over in Beijing is that the U.S. men's hockey team not even going to medal because they got bounced out in the quarterfinals. Was it Slovakia, Canada, or Sweden that defeated them? Time is up. Yes, and the correct answer is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Slovakia. They were the ones that went into shootout. Uh, United States went 0 for 5 in the shootout, for crying out loud. So there you go. Final leaderboard. Oh, Twitchy got the last one wrong. Did you do that on purpose? Just to make it closer? You did, didn't you? Through the game. Twitchy ended up with nine, Chanel with eight, Ramirez and Ortiz with seven apiece. Thank you guys for playing. And again, at some point, we'll be able to use these points for certain things like merchandise. I think we're going to work on uh, um, obviously getting some T-shirts. And then we're going to work on some other things as well, maybe getting some Steam codes if you guys want to play some games and stuff like that. So appreciate you guys for competing in that. And Tyler, we're moving on to our next thing. You know what that is, don't you? Sure do. It's five fast questions. It is time for five fast questions. Let me get my uh, music ready to go here. And it is time for five fast questions. Tyler has the questions. I have the answers. Tyler, fire away, sir. What do people really need to chill out about? Being offended. Number two, what is something nobody warns you about when it comes to getting old? I think all the warnings are there. I think we just choose to ignore them when we're young. Number three, what is the most famous movie scene in the world? Oh, my God. It's got to be I Am Your Father with Vader and Luke, man. Number four, what sequel is better than the original? Um, Movies would be Terminator 2, but I'll go video games for you. Street Fighter 2. Number five, what comes to mind when you see something, someone with really long fingernails? How do they wipe? And that is your five fast questions. Tell me that's not what goes in your head when you see somebody with freakishly long fingernails. All right, let's do a little quick breakdown here. We'll try to get through these kind of fast. Tyler, what was the first question? Number one, what do people really need to chill out about? Yeah, being offended, hands down, man. Like, let's all pump the brakes and let's not get offended by every little goddamn thing. It's just, it's ridiculous at this point. Our skin has become thinner than a bowl of pudding. Uh, Justin, you got anything that you think people need to really chill out about? 
I think when you get caught BSing, uh, I think BSing is a genuine skill to have, and if you can do it well, I think it should be appreciated. All right. All right. Tyler, you got one? Yeah, Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Uh, the Rings of Power. There's a, People are freaking out about it. I don't know if you've heard about this at all, but uh, Amazon's coming out with a new Lord of the Rings that's based on the Samarian, some of the stories from the Samarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people online are going ape shit over it. Like, they are really <laughs> disappointed in what the has come out on it. Ah, well, they need to chill out about that. All right, what was the second question? Number two, what is something nobody warns you about when it comes to getting old? See, I think a lot of the stuff, I think the warnings are there. I think... I think previous generations try to warn younger generations, and we just ignore the warnings. Um, I mean, I can tell you, I had kidney stones right after my 30, like the day after my 30, 35th birthday, I think it was. It's 34th or 35th. I can't remember which one. But yeah, that sucked. And nobody really warned me. I mean, I don't know that I didn't get warned about it. Justin, what do you think? Like, do you hear warnings from people? Because Justin's young. You're not even 22 yet, right? Yeah, not until May 25th, baby. <laughs> the um, premiere, the premiere of uh, what Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I gotta start cracking down on that on that list. But uh, I think I think having like a, a childlike wonderment to certain things, like I get super excited when new Marvel movies come out, right? But like sometimes people get very serious when they get older, and I, I found myself starting to get a little more serious when it comes to certain things. But I, I always want to kind of have that kind of like a wonderment effect, to, no matter how old I am. Uh, yeah, hold on to that as long as you can, man. All right, Tyler, what was the next question? Well, you want to know what my answer is to number two? Oh, yeah, good. Oh, come on, man. Uh, ear hair. I have to trim my ear hair. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. Nobody warned me about this, but when my aunt got married, um, she got married. It was, like, it, was like, it was essentially my family, meaning my mom, my dad, my sister, and myself. We were, like, the only ones there, and my, and my grandma. And... It was in their church, and I remember I had to go hold a light for the priest because he could barely see. And I remember I'm standing next to this dude, and it was like a goddamn forest growing out of this guy's ears. And I remember just sitting there being like, holy crap, like, is that what happens? I mean, I, mine's not that bad, but I can tell you, if it's cold out and I put these headphones on, it doesn't phase me. It's like sitting, I remember when they used to have those, like, fuzzy toilet seats, man? Yeah. How gross was that, by the way? My grandparents had one of those. Ugh. Is it that important for you to not have a cold ass? <laughs> what was the next question? Number three, what is the most famous movie scene in the world? I, I, I of course, being Star Wars fan, it's got to be that scene, or I think that one, or like Titanic. You know I'm what I mean? The king of the world. Ah, see, Twitchy just said it in the chat too. Yeah, Titanic. So, what would be your answer, Tyler? All right, so I'm going to prove that this is the most famous scene because you're not even going to know the name of the movie. So Marilyn Monroe, when she has her dress being blown up? Yes. Do you know the name of the movie? Um, I consider that one um, Upskirt. Is that the name yeah. of the movie? No. Oh. It's called The Seven-Year Itch, and I didn't even know that. But that So that scene is more famous than the movie. But does that mean the scene is the most famous scene? I mean, comparatively to the movie, yes. But does that mean that it's the most famous scene? Yeah, because people know the scene without even knowing what the movie is. But there are people who don't know that scene that that do know of Luke, or of, of it's actually not Luke, I'm your father. It's no, I am your father. 
Or I'm the king of the world. You know what I mean? Justin, what? what's your answer? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, like, if you were to poll people across the globe, like, I get your point of that that scene is more famous than the movie, but there are probably people out there who know of I Am Your Father or know of I'm the king of the world that don't know of the Marilyn Monroe scene. We'll have to do a poll. All right. I guess we'll Let's have go to. ask people in uh, China. All right, Justin, what is uh, – Lord knows it's all probably been changed over there. Yeah. We found out what they did with Fight Club. Justin, what's your answer? What's the most famous movie scene in the world? Uh, I like you'll get your money when you fix this damn door. Which one's Spider-Man. That? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That when, or, all, uh, when he gets all pissed off at the landlord. Yeah, that and the, the dance scene that he does in the, in the, in the Oh, movie. the one where he's walking down the street and he's giving the guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emo Toby. All right, what was the next <laughs> question, Tyler? Number four. I'm sorry, what was it? Bully McGuire. Bully yeah, McGuire. Bully McGuire. Number four, what sequel is better than the original with video games or movies? Yeah, I mean, I was going, uh, I mean, if you're talking movies, it's got to be Terminator 2, right? I like that, that. It was just so damn good. And not to say that the first one's not good, but, you know, Generally, sequels are subpar compared to the original. But I'm telling you, if you want to talk about video games, Street Fighter 2. Who remembers Street Fighter 1? Huh? Huh? That's what I thought. Nobody does. Nobody. Oh, Ortiz is asking, what did they do to Fight Club? Uh, Over in China, they completely butchered the ending. Like, it's essentially right at the end before the buildings blow up, and then text comes up that just says, oh, police showed up in time and stopped them. (laughs) Is <laughs> really how it ended over there. Uh, Justin, what do you think is a sequel that's better than the original? I like Creed 2, where Creed beats uh, the the son of his father's killer. I mean, speaking of, well, we, were, we were talking about Carl Weathers. Lundgren, so. yeah. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought Creed 2 was incredible. I thought it was better than the first. Tyler, a uh, sequel's better than the original. So for video games, Crusader Kings 2 first one is hot garbage the second one is flipping amazing interesting you got a movie uh i'm gonna go with terminator 2 too it's just as well what's up that's what's up all right final question all right number five what comes to mind when you see someone with really long fingernails how do they wipe like seriously i mean i've seen them type i've seen these ladies in the office they're able to type and you hear the damn clickety clack all the time how do you wipe your ass Tyler, what comes to your mind? Uh, similar. How do they get intimate? Like, I don't mind a few scratches down my back, but those nails <laughs> are going to make me bleed. Tyler's, Tyler's afraid he's going to be turned into a into a piece of salami just getting slashed up on the backside. That's gross, Ortiz. I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what do you think when you see somebody with really long fingernails? Uh... I think why don't they use it as a fork? Like I see people on mirrors, but they don't use it to eat food that much. Didn't any? Did you guys used to do the thing? I've tried this since then. Uh, since I was a kid, you put the bugles on the end of your fingertips. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do, I do a witch. Yeah, you can't really do that anymore because I don't know what they did with the formula or what they did with shaping the bugles. They're not open on the end anymore. They're all deformed and ugh. looks stupid. Yeah, I do. Ramirez says. Ramirez says, what about pleasuring themselves? Solid point. 
You're very limited on what you can do when you have long-ass fingernails. But final topic on today. We're moving on here to some things that you probably didn't know about air travel. Because as I was farting around on the internet today, I found out that it was back February 25th, 1990. That's when a smoking ban took effect on all domestic flights in the U.S. of less than six hours. So if you're going essentially from L.A. to New York, a longer than six hour plane flight, you could still light it up back in 1990. But since then, not so much. I even remember having the little um, you can, the ashtrays and the armrests when I was a kid. I mean, that's something you haven't seen in ages at this point. I mean, you're way too young for that, right, Justin? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, there's legitimately it was on the armrests of even in cars. Remember, they used to have uh, ashtrays in all the cars. Like you'd have them in the back seat, like on the armrest and everything. It was just it was brutal. So I decided to look up uh, some things that maybe you guys didn't know about air travel. It says here, first one, you lose out on a third of your taste buds during flight. Says it's not just uh, it's not bad just because airlines hire bad chefs when it comes to the food. About a third of your taste buds are numbed at altitude. So if that, I wonder why that if that's why I enjoy drinking the Bloody Mary so much because it's so potent and it's so salty. It's not it's that's like one of the only things you can actually taste up there. Second one on here, it's impossible to lock yourself in the bathroom. If you've ever noticed, the flight attendants will flip a little switch on the lavatory door before takeoff and landing. Yeah, that's that's the lock. So even if you're in there and you put it locked, they can open that, that bad boy up. So if you're in there getting busy or trying to smoke a heater, they're going to be able to get in. So don't think that you can do that. Pilots and co-pilots. This is one that I actually knew before reading this article. But did you know that pilots and co-pilots, they're required to eat different meals? Can you think of why, Justin? Uh, so it's not poisoned. Yeah, I mean, not and not really? necessarily, not necessarily, um, like somebody's actually trying to poison them. But if something has gone bad in the meal or anything like that, so that it essentially makes one of them sick, you can't take them both out. So they each have to have separate meals. Yeah, Ortiz got uh, food, po- food poisoning. Uh, it says here your flight crew only get paid. When you're in the air. Stop and think about that one for a minute. It says, for reasons stipulated in those collective bargaining agreements you hear about during airline strikes, pilots and flight attendants only get paid for the hours the plane is in the air. Meaning it's not their fault if your flight's been delayed or you're stuck sitting on the tarmac. Could you imagine that? Imagine showing up for work. And they're doing work before you're in the air, right? They're setting everything up. They're getting everything ready. They're not technically getting paid for that. Oh, damn. Ortiz says he's been on the runway for two hours due to delays. That sucks, man. Uh, Let me see here. Next one. Airplane air is quite literally as dry as the Sahara. Says here, you may have noticed how your hands get dry and your throat feels like sandpaper when you fly. That's because the pressurized air in the cabin is kept below 20% humidity. Just about the average humidity of the Sahara. 
Are you a big flyer, Justin? Like, do you enjoy it? No. I mean, I used to when I didn't do it a lot, and then I went to school in Colorado and didn't have a car and had to fly two flights every time I want to come home. So it'd be like a four-flight thing for me to go home and back. And then I did that like three or four times a year, so it's like 12 flights a year, and I started hating myself. <laughs> Uh, it says here, you lose eight ounces of water from your body for every hour that you fly. This is why I always make sure that I have a water bottle with me. I've got my, um, not this one, so you can see here, not this cup, but I do have a um, Mandalorian water bottle that I got for my sister-in-law. And I make sure that, that one goes with me wherever I go. And now, thankfully, most airports have water fountains that are also specifically designed to fill up your water bottle for you so you don't have to go spend a ton of money because they give you a cup it's like this big like that's not going to make it last on the plane flight uh next one on the list dimming the lights for takeoff and landing isn't a mood effect tyler can you think of why they would turn off the lights for takeoff and landing no i thought it was to help you sleep i have no idea it's not justin you got an answer to save power <laughs> it says here it's done so passengers' eyes can adjust to the dark just in case there's an emergency that shuts the lights off. That way they're not running around blind. It reminds me of a an episode of Mythbusters where the myth was that pirates didn't wear eye patches because they lost their eye. Pirates wore eye patches because then at night that eye would already be adjusted so they could just flip the eye patch up so if anything occurred on the ship at night that eye was adjusted to the darkness so they could see and they tested it and it worked like they gave them a full obstacle course and they had them cover up one eye and they turned the lights off and they were able to get through the course significantly faster and uh, the little was for intimidation purposes yeah <laughs> The little hole in the plane window might save your life. You guys ever seen that one that's on the bottom of the, the window right there? That tiny little hole? Yep. Pressurization, I'm going to guess. That's the breather hole. And besides keeping in warm air so you don't get too chilly, it regulates pressure. Ensuring that should anything happen to the outer pane of the window, the pressure won't cause the inner pane to break. Suck it right out there, man. Here's one for you. Usually, turbulence only drops you a few feet in the air. Although it might feel like you're uh, dropping off the Tower of Terror. Uh, moderate turbulence, the kind pilots tell the flight attendants to sit down for, moves the plane 10 to 20 feet. Severe, severe white knuckle, talk about it the rest of your life turbulence, might move a plane 100 feet in the most extreme circumstances. So think about how far up you are. And it's just 100, and 100 feet that it's moving you. Which reminds me, when we were flying back from Portland, man, we hit some nasty turbulence. And it, it bucked the plane. It actually knocked the flight attendants on their ass. Snacks are flying everywhere. They just delivered the drinks. Everybody's drinks got thrown up onto the ceiling. It's crazy, man. Find a few more of these here for you. Justin, if you were to be in a plane crash, where do you think the safest place would be? Uh, like to fall? Like in the plane. Where do you think, oh. it would, like in the actual plane, where do you think the safest place is? 
I know the answer to this. Um, the cockpit. Tyler? It's actually the tail. It is. It is actually the tail. It says, even though plane crashes are very rare, a 2007 study by Popular Mechanics looked at 36 years of NTSB crash data and found that the back of the plane gave passengers the best chance for survival. It's also the most strategically advantageous for befriending your flight attendant because they're right back there. You might get some free stuff. Oh, I thought you meant like, like, where would you like, would you go for the ocean? Cause I know you're not supposed to fall towards the water. If you're, if the plane is like open, you're skydiving without a parachute, essentially. I think you go for the trees. I think the trees are the right way. Cause they'll slow you down the branches. Or oh yeah. This pay. was, yeah, this is in the, in the actual plane. Where would you want to be? Do you want to be in the front or the back? And towards the back is the best place. Ah, uh, we can find a couple more here for you. It says here, planes can fly with un, uh, one engine. And can actually land with none. It's interesting that it says here. I don't know if I believe this one or not. We're going to see what it says. It's impossible to technically die on a plane. It's rare, but it does happen. Sometimes a passenger kicks the bucket mid-flight, yet the flight... Oh, I had a feeling that's what it was. It's because they can't. Like, anybody on the the flight can't declare the person dead. So even though you're actually dead, you can't be declared dead up there. <laughs> Did you guys know that there was different colored lights on each wing? Yes. Yeah. Tyler. Uh, there's. It has to do so that they know which direction you're flying in, so that other planes can actually visually see it. I don't know which color is on which wing though. Left wing has a red light, and the green light is on the right wing. Well, there you go. Um. Oh, and here we go. This will be our final one for the day, because this is one that we actually were just recently talking about with the uh, smoking heaters on a plane, man. Many commercial planes still have ashtrays. Smoking has been banned on commercial flights for over 25 years now, but most planes still have ashtrays. Quite confusing, but the FAA requires them in case someone completely disregards the signs and decides to light up anyway. That way, there's not a lit cigarette floating around the plane that could potentially start a fire. So it's there just in case some asshat decides they're going to smoke a heater. All right, well, that's about it for the uh, show today. We kind of fizzled out there towards the end. I'm getting tired. i got to go clean the goddamn kitchen. I really don't want to clean the kitchen. <laughs> oh man it's been I in the back of my that's so funny and it's been in the back of my brain for like 10 minutes now at this point but anyway i uh, thank you i uh, thank everybody for being here especially if you're here on the facebook stream i appreciate that as well make sure if you guys could please go check out original gamer life on instagram tiktok um facebook twitter and youtube youtube is the big one please go check out the youtube videos over there i'm producing a ton of content for everybody um which is great Ramirez, look at that. Oh, my God. We made it over our donation. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. We're going to look to uh, purchasing some things here for the show. We're going to look to get some T-shirts made. Maybe we can start doing some giveaways for you guys. And uh, But, again, make sure you guys are checking out Original Gamer Life for us as well. Do you guys have any parting thoughts? Tyler, to you. Uh, what's good? I just want to thank everybody for coming up or showing up and watching us. Really appreciate it when you guys uh, participate and watch us and donate. It's pretty pretty awesome feeling. I definitely, definitely appreciate you guys being here, especially our teams when you're doing stuff at work and you're getting in trouble for it. Or I should say, oh my God, <laughs> shh, shh, we'll keep it quiet for you. Justin, any parting words? 
Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. And uh, I'm going to continue to think about how people with long nose try to wipe. <laughs> oh, and and on top of that, uh, how's that Xbox coming? Did you get it yet? Yes, it finally came in yesterday. I don't know why it took two and a half weeks, but uh, who cares? <laughs> it's here. All right, so at some point, we're going to have to throw down on some Halo. Um, so make sure that you get that thing going there because Halo, the multiplayer was free for everybody, right, Tyler? It was the campaign you had to pay for. Yes. Yeah, so make sure you uh, get that bad boy downloaded, and then we'll get you in on some of these Halo games because it's an absolute blast. Again, just a reminder here on the stream, we do noon Mountain Time, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and then we do um, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, that's game time. So tomorrow, Tyler and, uh, Tyler and I will be on at noon. We're probably going to throw down on some It Takes Two, which is weird. You had about, what, six... Six and a six and two thirds hours, I think. Tyler's what you said that you we have invested in the game so far. Yes, and it takes about twelve hours to complete. But man, Thanks they're too. really like the the levels that we ended on yesterday really makes it seem like we're close to the ending of that game. But clearly, we're not. We're only about halfway through it. So definitely check yes, out so. if you guys are. What's that, Tyler? We spent like 20 minutes on that little car that had nothing to do with uh, the That's the true. Game, so. Yeah, there's a lot of side stuff that not, doesn't have actually anything to do with progressing in the story. It's just a fun st- thing to kind of go play with. And Tyler and I got we got sucked into that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, tomorrow at noon we'll be on that. If you guys are looking to kill some time while you're at work, you can pop us on in the background. It's The game is amazing. It was the 2021 game of the year, and you can definitely see why it was the 2021 game of the year but on that note i appreciate you guys for being here if you guys can like and share head on over to my youtube channel share the stuff over there as well oh and you can go like my facebook page if you would like it's at the real brandalorian i think i'm gonna actually start promoting it now at some point but on that note you guys have yourself a fantastic thursday peace out everybody